We have Edward Bartlett. He's founder of Save Women. Say feminist hatred of men has gone far enough. Now, Save is an organization focused on fairness and due process on college campuses, and I couldn't agree more. Edward, welcome to the show. Hello, fine. Good to chat with you. You too, and I'm going to talk to you again next week because you have another topic I want to talk to you about. Uh, we'll save it for then, but... Um, Feminism hit hard and fast when I was a kid, and we couldn't help but agree, you know, equal pay for equal work. I think that's a no-brainer, right? But now we've forced men into a corner where we don't even want them to be men anymore, and I think that's that's gross. That's a gross mis- mis- injustice. Well, you know, the sort of the, the motto of feminism is gender equality, right? You hear that? phrase over and over and over again, but scratch below the surface, they do not believe in gender equality, Um, and I can give you multiple examples where men are disadvantaged, but feminists actually refuse to even acknowledge the many areas of male disadvantage, so yeah, it's it's kind of a joke to hear the term gender equality. Yeah, I, I, I am not a feminist. I never have been a feminist. I just feel like if I'm doing as much work as the next guy, I don't care what sort of appendage we have. We should get the same amount of money. That's where that's where I draw the line. But um, we have different anatomy. We are not able to do all of the same things. I mean, I can't carry a 180-pound man off a battlefield. I know this about myself. Um, he could probably carry me, but not the other way around. Um, you know, th- there are things that men can do that women can't and things that women can do that men can't, including having babies. But we've even got that confused right now. So this demonization (laughs) and hatred of men, it's just gone too far. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it, it really has gone too far. Feminism is not about gender equality. It's about female superiority, but let's, let's dig a little deeper. Where does all of this come from? Well, it, it actually comes from Marxist ideology. Yes. Uh, it's no secret that feminism came from Marx, Marxist ideology, and Marx himself said that he pronounced that the the nuclear family is a, a greatest source of oppression for women. Well, <laughs> that's just that's just crazy and absurd. Uh, both men and women do so much better when they're in a married, stable uh, relationship. They live longer. They're happier. Uh, they're more prosperous, on and on. So basically, it seems that almost everything you hear from the lips of, of feminists is is either one-sided or it's an outright fabrication. Yeah, well, when I was married, I hate to tell you, Edward, but I had to do the work of the man and the woman and raise the kids myself and sometimes work three jobs. So that married thing doesn't work for everybody. You just got to well, find somebody who isn't a puke, I guess. Well... I hear you. Uh, yes, that that's for sure. Um, and and we hear about these examples over and over again. I don't know if you heard about this fifteen million dollar jury verdict a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this involved. This was at Thomas Jefferson University in Philadelphia, and uh, you know this was uh, was called Title Nine. Title Nine is about uh, stopping sex discrimination in schools, but in this case. A male uh, faculty member, his name was uh, John Abraham, 
he was actually sexually assaulted and raped by a female at a at a party. Okay, she she forced whiskey down his through his lips, and he was already halfway inebriated. So they ended up having sex. Obviously, she was the aggressor. So he reported this incident incident to the supervisor at Thomas Jefferson University. But oh, but you know we have this narrative that oh only men are perpetrators of sexual assault, and so obviously he just totally made this up. Well, <clears throat> bottom line is uh, Dr. Abraham was forced out of his job on the basis of simply this allegation, um, and so he, he fought back. He filed a lawsuit. So two weeks ago, a jury in Philadelphia awarded $15 million to this poor doctor because he had been falsely accused and forced out of his position at yeah. Thomas Jefferson. We're actually going to talk about that on Monday. So when we um, when we say that <laughs> feminism means that women are superior to men, I really feel like that does women no good whatsoever. It it makes you well it makes you look stupid because I I don't think that there's a greater sex, but I do think that we are different enough to respect each other for the roles that we play. Now, I don't think there's women's work or men's work, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not having a dude do my dishes because he won't get them clean enough. You know, I'm just saying, I'm, I got to do them myself. He won't fold my towels right. He won't do the way I want him done. He'll do it his way. I got a problem with that. So, the, you know, there are women who who really feel like men are beneath them and that they could punch him in the face and there should be no repercussion, that sort of thing. They think that they can do whatever they want because men have been in power for so long. Now it's our turn. Yeah, I know. that That's, that's the narrative you hear over and over again. They often use the term patriarchy mm-hmm. as if this was some grand conspiracy conjured up to, to you know, to oppress women. But, you know, first of all, women got the vote in this country over 100 years ago. Um, so, yes, there was patriarchy before that, but now women can vote, can run for political office, so forth and so on. I, have to, I think we have to acknowledge the patriarchy was toppled long ago, mm-hmm. and now we need to ask ourselves, well, what about matriarchy? Do we have the opposite problem of of female lawmakers and female people, females in positions of authority who are going out of their way to to make things more difficult for men. I think that's a problem. If that is, in fact, happening, that's a problem. Now, I swear I cannot stand that our first female vice president was Kamala the Cackling Harris. I cannot handle <laughs> that in the history books. That just drives me crazy because no one has been more undeserving of a job. And I think that's what what the point we're trying to make is the right person for the job is the right person for the job, whether they have a, you know, a, a tallywhacker or not. I, I don't think we should be looking at gender. I think it should be equality based on talent and equal pay for equal work. But when it comes to who's in charge and who gets to tell who what to do, I don't think gender should have a role, but feminists think that women should probably have charge of everything because they could do it better. Yeah, I know. I, I, I mean, I agree with everything you're saying here. You know, let, let's turn to and Harvard I'm a University. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> 
And and so, you know, just this news just came out yesterday. The president of Harvard University resigned. Uh, Claudine Gay is her name. Uh, she had been, yeah, she had been uh, making, you know, she had allowed anti-Semitism uh, at the university, but also she she had documented in numerous cases she had engaged in plagiarism, and that she and she only had a t- grand total of eleven uh, scientific papers that she had published, uh, and a lot of those were plagiarized. So you know, here here's affirmative action for females, and it's it's essentially brought down the you know the most prestigious university in the United States. She's done more damage to Harvard. Than you can even imagine, and you know her her refusal to step down at first was because she was she was entitled to be there because she was a female who who fell into a category. But bottom right. line is, she made an egregious error and truly believed she was in the right. So her mentality is exactly what she showed us. It she left because uh, I think that there was a lot of backlash for that. I think she left with a. <laughs> Um, resign or you're fired. I think that might have been the option. Probably. And, of course, in her, quote, resignation letter, which probably was plagiarized, by the way, but <laughs> but I, I digress. But but in that letter, she said, oh, yeah, she resigned due to due to, to rampant racism. Well, that, that, that's just plain mal- malarkey. I mean, <laughs> we, ha- we have to stop, you know, call out the insanity and the ridiculousness <laughs> When people say things like this, it's was not she Jewish? True. Is that why? Is that why they were racist? I, was she Jewish? Is that why they picked on her? I, I, I don't think she was Jewish, she's but she not. is a black female. I know. I'm, um, I was being silly because she's anti-Semitic. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah. So we have kind of gone crazy, and and my theory is we've 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 been you and I and people like us have been silent far too long we've allowed this insanity and these crazy narratives to pervade our society and and the, the result is family breakdown the, the result is men who are being left out men who are being marginalized um and of course this is not doing really a favor to women uh, because it, it makes women honestly look a little bit ridiculous well you know we need to get back to the uh, <sighs> I realize that there's abuse out there, but it goes both ways. And again, we'll talk about that on Monday. But um, there's been this this anti-family movement for a long time, yet we want the family unit to be seen as it could be two dads, two moms, two this, two that. You know, that's that's all well and good. Do what you want to do. Live how you want to live. I don't care. It's none of my business. But for me, when I see... A mom and a dad who love each other very much. They may both work. They may not both work. And they have these beautiful little children doing the things that I did when I grew up that I remember were so fun. Uh, You know, getting to do it with my dad or with my mom, whatever the case may be. Um, Those bring back the most wonderful memories. And we are ripping off an entire generation of kids from knowing what that feels like. I mean, there, there is so much research. That, that highlights the importance of kids staying in contact with their fathers mm-hmm. even after a divorce. I mean, it's just, I mean, we're talking about Unless literally... Unless there's abuse, yeah. It, yeah, uh, correct, yes. So, but, you know, again, feminists do everything they can to, to you know, weaken the, the bonds of, of, of parenthood 
between fathers and their children. There's this issue called parental alienation, which you may have heard of. Mm-hmm. It, it is it is widespread, but the feminists, of course, deny it. It, they say it doesn't even exist. They use the so, kids as leverage. You know, Women do that. They use the kids as leverage, and I hate that. Yeah, and I, I honestly, I've seen that in my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually grew up in Webster Grove, so I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm quite familiar with some of the local scene there. But uh, yeah, I've, I've seen parental alienation in my, in my own life, and I've, of course, I've seen many false allegations of abuse, and they. And both against men and against women. This mm-hmm. is not our, just a one-way problem. Right. But, uh, you know, we, we need to, you know, call out, you know, the, the huge Im- immense harm that false allegations of abuse can do. Yeah. Men are not to blame for all the woes of the world. If you look back at our history, they did some pretty stupid stuff, let's be honest. Uh, some of the leaders that we had who were male were also insane. So you have to factor in the mentality of the Napoleon Bonapartes and, you know, the Stalins and, well, quite frankly, the Putins and the Bidens and, and, and the Gavin Newsoms. So, you know, you have to look at, at people for who they are, not just what gender they are when you judge them. Neither is better than the other, but we've got to stop demonizing men. Guys, you don't have to shave off all your body hair. We're okay with you being dudes. We know that you're going to stink when you work out. We know you have big feet, and sometimes you say dumb stuff. We get that you are men, but we want you to remain manly because there's nothing less attractive to me than an effeminate male when it comes to someone I'm seeking as a partner. I'm, I don't want that right. as a partner. I don't want someone I can walk all over. I don't. Right. Because yeah, I think exactly. you know, Edward, by now, just in this conversation, if you let me walk all over you, I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> well, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, uh, Fawn, and, I, and you did mention about, you know, male leaders that were leaders in war, but it turns out, you remember Bloody Mary, of course. Oh, of course. Well, it, 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 it turns out that uh, female uh, heads of state, female queens, are just as likely to, to engage in war. Remember Margaret, Margaret Thatcher and the, and the Falkland Islands uh, adventure? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we can give multiple examples of female heads of state who have been just as prone to lead their nations, to take their nations to war as, as male leaders. So, mm-hmm. you know, yet again, there's another feminist myth about, the, you know, the so-called peaceful female leader who will, you know, endow the, the world with, with peace and happiness if we just let them take control. Yeah, well, I hate to break it to you, but Martha, Mar- uh, Miss Thatcher was, Margaret Thatcher was a badass. I loved her. Ed Bartlett, where do people <laughs> go to learn more about SAVE? Oh, it's certainly. So SAVE it stands for Stop Abusive and Violent Environments. And here's our URL website, saveservices.org, again, org. All right. We'll talk to you again on Monday because I want to talk about that whole females abusing men and even very, very young men. We'll talk about that on Monday. Thank you, Edward. You bet. Take Take care. care. Bye-bye.